TFA fam, it is your favorite third wheel. It is the code man, El Coderino, C Cuts or FF, whatever you want to call me. I, Tom, you're joining me tonight. I have come to realize that I am like, when it comes to the TFA Dino show, that I am like the 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 person you call at the end of the night when you're leaving the bar at 2 a.m. and you struck out, right? Like you you don't want to go home alone. You're like, oh, I, I, I need to go home with someone. The person who I really wanted, not happening. Who can I call? I, I guess I'll call Cody. I know he's not going to say no. He, sometimes, he puts out. Sometimes you got to go hogging. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what else to say, bud. Uh, yeah, I, not, I mean, but you know what? It's great to see you. I'm not mad about it. But I, yeah. I, I realized, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm the... I, I am the I'm the two AM backup plan. But you know but what? Hey, I'm, you, I'm I'm here for you. You've been itching to get on. You've been telling us, and since Robbie is in the middle of a move and he doesn't really have a spot to podcast right now because his office looks like there's like dead bodies and stuff under like all of the the moving things. I, I'm convinced he he's nice, but I haven't really met like a a mean serial killer like on the outside. They're really nice. So if anybody's going to snap a TFA, eventually it's going to be Robbie, right? Now that you say it, I think that makes like he he's almost too nice, right? Yeah, it's it's like me. It's like oh well, Tom murdered all those guys. We we saw that come. No, because I you know I'm not going to do that because people would standards. immediately suspect me. Yeah, right. I'm not going to let you know. Robbie's just going to murder like entire villages out in kansas uh, it's good it's gonna be brutal he's gonna be like no you're voting this way sir it's a bleeding kansas all over again there's your historical reference but anyway yeah i'm excited to uh to talk some buy sells here with you that's what we're gonna do today it's it's gonna be fun we're gonna go one per team uh each not like a buy and a sell you'll you'll see what happens but yeah uh cody do you have anything else for me before we you know get this pig rolling I do, you know, uh, listening to to the TFA Dino Show. I know Robbie likes to open it up with a little non fantasy football related things. We just had the Fourth of July, by the way. TFA fam, hope you guys all had a great holiday. Tom, you as well. Let's talk about July Fourth food. I have been on the record as saying that July Fourth is my favorite food holiday. I am taking July 4th food over Thanksgiving, over anything else. July 4th food, the 101 of holiday foods. What I want to know from you, Tom, is whenever you're going up, you have that big spread. What what are the things that you must have on your first plate? Because the 4th of July is a multiple plate trip, right? But what what, what are the things that like you, you know that you were getting on that first crack? It is. So we're talking about dinner plates, right? Because typically when I go to like 4th of July parties or whatever, there's a pool. I'm going for lunch. I'm going two meals, okay? That's that's what's going down. The first meal is generally like hot dogs and hamburgers, pretty standard. That's not the dinner food, okay? Now that's not that's not how I'm rolling. I'm oh, going to go rib. I'm going to go ribs. And I, I love hot dogs and hamburgers, but 4th of July, like you say, it's a great food holiday. Give me some smoked meats. If you have uh, a smoked brisket, 
Mm. Some ribs. I'm going to have a rib on my plate. I'll tell you that right now. I really like, uh, you know, a good pasta salad. If somebody makes a, a good taco salad, that is, that's outstanding. Uh, but yeah, give me, give me some ribs, man. I'm going to mostly have like three pounds of meat on my plate. And then I'll go for like a pasta salad after everything. After I shove all the meat in my face, if there's any room left for pasta salad, that's right. I said it, Coke. Then I'm going to do it. Then I'll go back for it. But there's no vegetables, by the way. I'm not going for any vegetables. It's it's not happening. No, ve- vegetables do not make it onto my plate either. But I will say a a good fruit salad. You got, you got your meats. You bounce it out a little bit. You know, you got your, your strawberries, your blueberries. That That's that's what I brought to the table to my 4th of July get-together. I, I made homemade guac. Oh, good yes. one. That was that was one of my contributions. Then we brought a, a big old big old fruit salad. Got a fresh pineapple, cut that up. By the way, what a pain in the ass cutting up a fresh pineapple is. But it is well okay. worth it. But it, it is very it is very involved. It's an involved fruit. Always worth it though. But yeah, man, I'm I'm a brisket guy. Ribs as well. Uh, yeah. You know, bake good baked beans. Baked beans, we'll, we'll we'll make it on a few. Uh, if, if you get someone to chop up the, uh, you got to get the bacon in there. Not not just your plain old, you know, just run of the mill bushes baked beans. Get, get the bacon in there. Little uh, brown brown sugar. Mm. You know, I've never been a baked bean guy. Never, I could never get into them, and I've tried them a bunch of times. It's just something I don't really, I don't really like kidney beans that much either. So, like for just like I don't really like kidney beans in my chili. Like that's not even chili, technically speaking. But I mean, maybe it's all good enough. But um, yeah, you said like the guac and the fruit salad. I love them all, but generally they're not going on my dinner plate because we'll have that stuff out ahead of time, and you're just eating all day and gaining 17 pounds. You know, like you don't. If you do it right and you jump in the pool, you just sink. Like you need to put like children's swimmies on by the end of the day. That that's that's how it is. Yeah, because now you're at the bottom of the pool and your children right. are floating above unattended. So it makes sense. But, you know, sense. I'm drinking all that water while I'm in there because I have to hydrate because I'm probably dehydrated. So, yes. You know. l- l- lots of beer, lots of sun, yeah. lots of dehydration. Perfect. I-, I love it. But, yeah, smoked meats, buddy. Smoked meats. So what's your what's your favorite smoked meat? Got to be brisket. Yeah, good brisket's really tough to beat. Yeah, brisket. I like a good pork shoulder, too, if you get, like, that chopped up and it falls right off the bone. But having a nice, satisfying, like, rib, oof, yes. it's perfect. I, I, feel, I feel like there's more room for ribs to go wrong than they're, like, even, like, a like a decent brisket is still good, but, like, decent ribs don't really get it done. If you have someone that can do, like, a perf- give me a perfect rib, over yeah. a perfect brisket, but I feel like brisket's probably like a, a, a little safer. Yeah, there's nothing worse than like, ooh, ribs and having like an unsatisfying rib where the meat right. doesn't come off exactly. the bone. Yeah, but yeah. do you, if you ever gonna smoke a meat, I don't know, do you do you smoke anything? Do you have a smoker or anything like that? I do not. I, I am first time I am you do not it. a man. All right, three, two, one, method man. Pretty easy. You smoke it for three hours. Take it off, wrap it up in foil, two hours, and then another hour with your sauce on there. That's that's the simple way to go. Look at this. And that's it. Come, and that's it. Come to TFA for for all of your fantasy needs and also your smoked meat 
needs. Tom, mm-hmm. I, I think we have beat around this smoked meat bush long enough. Let's just go ahead Oof. and dive into it. We, we, Hold on, wait. What a great intro. Speaking of smoked meat and hogs, we're going to go Washington first. Hey. Good job, Code. Nice. In- go ahead. You know what, Code? Since you're the since you're the uh, the guest here, I'm going to let you go first on on Washington. The what the fuckers. Yes. So what we are doing here just to, to to cue all of you in who are listening at home, we are doing a buy or a sell. One of us each, a buy or a sell for each of these NFC teams. We have not compared notes beforehand, so we might we both might have sells. We might have the same person. We both have my both might have buys. Who knows? It's crazy. Who knows what's going to happen here? But that's how we are going to get down on this. So for Washington, what I came up with was selling Logan Thomas. Now, listen, you might be at home like, well, uh, who's going to buy a you know, 30-year-old tight end, blah, blah, blah. If you look at uh, DLF's June ADP, they do not have July out yet. If you look at their June Superflex ADP, he is going off the board as tight end 10. Somebody in your league is going to, you know, might be interested in Logan Thomas. I'm just looking at him, like I said, 30-year-old tight end. Last year was the first year he was he was productive. I think some of that is situational because they had nobody else there to throw it to. Uh, obviously, he did well for, for himself, but I think his targets are going to come down now with the additions of Curtis Samuel, De'Ami Brown. I think Antonio Gibson is going to be more involved as a pass catcher this year. So if you're able to sell Logan Thomas – and I'm really going to take, I think, whatever I can get from him. You know, converted uh, QB in college, like I said, 30 years old, tight end, just popped off for the first time. I'm uh, I'm going to sell him because you more than likely also picked him up off of waivers. So you're playing with house money. So Logan Thomas is going to be my sell for the WFT. Yeah, so I actually thought about him too because if you're, if you're in, especially tight end premium leagues, you have teams that hoard tight ends. Like I have – a team where I have Mark Andrews and Gasecki, and you know what? I just got Kyle Pitts. So there's mm. three of the top like eleven tight ends, and now you have to find one. And if it's if you're in a twelve team league, something like that, you need a tight end. So selling Logan Thomas, you could potentially get a lot more than you should just because of the positional scarcity. But I have somebody who some people might say is a sell Terry McLaurin. It's a buy. It's going to be a high price. However, uh, he's going as the wide receiver 11 in June ADP. He's got top five upside this year with Fitzmagic. So that's only going to increase his value. I, I think you can, you can buy him right now and you can flip him halfway through the season and get even more. Like, you know, you'll be able to get like a DJ Moore plus something, uh, Brandon Ayuk plus something, Deontay Johnson plus something. So, I mean, I'm not going to do it right now unless I can get like Ayuk or Deontay and, you know, a first round pick or something like that. But I think that is in the realm of, you know, it's going to make your team better. You're going to get more depth and it's not going to be a huge fall off. Um, as far as dynasty purposes, this year you might be taking a little bit of a hit because with Fitzmagic, you know, turn McLaurin to the moon, essentially. So I'd buy him now and then probably try and flip him a little bit later. That's that's what the name of the game is. Yeah, I, I like that as well. And uh, I think Terry McLaurin is on the early 
career path of someone like Allen Robinson, who just keeps producing no matter what the quarterback situation is like. And we're just going to be sitting here like praying yeah. that he gets a, gets, gets a better one. And you know how we talk about a Rob every year, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the best quarterback that Terry McLaurin has, has played with to this point in his uh, career. So I, I do like that one. It, it's always, uh, you know, it, it gets boring if you, if you always talk about buying, you know, Deami Brown or someone who's on mm-hmm. the cheap, you know, go out. If, if your team is a contender, you want to make a splash, go in and get somebody like Terry McLaurin will absolutely do that for you. Let's go ahead and move on to Philly. Since this is your team, I will give you the floor first on this one. I'm curious right. to see what you have for Philly. Well, if you, <laughs> I'm selling Jalen Hurts. I, I don't understand how else to say it. I, he is the QB 11 right now. That is insanity. We don't even know if he's going to be there next year. And they still have shitty weapons outside of Dallas Goddard and Devonta Smith. You're going to tell me Jalen Rager, and I'm going to tell you, okay, yeah, I don't, I don't really think so. How um, dare you? Well, listen, it's just right now we, we don't know anything about them. Uh, you have Miles Sanders there. Who knows if they're even going to use him, right? He's going in front of Justin Fields, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, and Tua. That is ridiculous. If you can trade Jalen Hurts for any of those guys, do it. And when you're looking at all this stuff in Dynasty, look at the contract situation. Look at teams' future picks. When you're looking at the Eagles, when you're looking at the Giants, look at the Eagles and say, okay, they have possibly three first-round picks next year. Okay, so they can get a quarterback if they really want to. If Jalen Hurts is even just average, Jalen Hurts is done because they're going to be in a position to get a quarterback. Look at the Giants, Daniel Jones, somebody like that. They have a bunch of first-round picks, or they have a bunch of picks they're going to be able to use and move to get a quarterback. So you always have to factor that stuff in, uh, in addition to the contract, even if it's a young player. So Jalen Hurts, easily replaceable, QB 11, you know, I'm trading him straight up for any of those guys I just mentioned who are going after him, which is insanity. Yeah, that is surprising to me. It, in redraft, I get it. That's about where he's sitting in redraft. But for for dynasty, that uh, that that is surprising. I did not notice that one. The other thing with Philly that is insanity, and my buy for the Eagles, RB nineteen according to June's ADP, and that is Miles Sanders. That one is is insanity to me. I know that he hasn't lived up to the hype that or you know a lot of the expectations that a lot of us have placed on him. But the dude's still 24. We've seen it in flashes from him. It's not his fault that, you know, last year the entire offense just crumbled around him. The offensive line crumbled as well. I, I do think that the, the talent is there. I'm a believer in the talent. And Dynasty, I will always bet on and buy the talent. And like I said, RB19, he's going at the, the end of the fifth. He's almost at the sixth round. And he's going one spot ahead of Josh Jacobs. And he is actually behind... Javante Williams, which I know in Dynasty, you know, take shoot your shot with some of these younger guys, but going behind somebody like Javante who has yet to play a snap, like, like that, that's just a, a little too rich for me. So if you're able to get somebody with the talent that Miles Sanders, and like I said, we've seen it in flashes from him over 800 yards back to back seasons. Again, not the greatest, but all things considered, he's done pretty well. We know he can rip off those big runs. We know he's talented in the passing game as well. So Miles Sanders, RB19, is my buy here. 
Yeah, and one other thing to consider with him is you had Doug Peterson coaching where they basically refused to run the goddamn ball. And you had Deuce Staley for as much as everybody loved Deuce, didn't know how to rotate running backs, especially late in the game. Like, you're not seeing Miles Sanders in the fourth quarter on, like, the last drives, especially down near the red zone you're pulling them. So you have a coach coming over from Indy. You saw what we had with Jonathan Taylor. I don't necessarily think it's going to be a rotation like they used earlier on. They want to use a running back and then spell them you know, i.e. Boston Scott, Kenneth, Kenny Gainwell, but I still think Miles Sanders gets, you know, 60% of those touches at least, which is going to make him uh, a pretty good uh, asset to own there. Uh, next, we're going with Robbie's shitty team that always disappoints him and every other Dallas fan. Uh, but you know what? Somebody I don't think necessarily is going to disappoint you next year is going to be Michael Gallup. He's my buy. He's wide receiver 49 contract year in an offense where he should still produce as the wide receiver three. Um, and you know what, wherever he goes next year, because he's not going to be in Dallas, they just don't have the the money after the DAC contract. Um, and they don't need him necessarily. So he's going to be better than a wide receiver three, wherever he signs. So that's going to be an upgrade. So you're going to get Good numbers from him this year, not great numbers because he's got C.D. Lamb and Amari there, you know, barring an injury or something. But next year is when that's really going to pay off. So have a long-term look. Michael Gallup, wide receiver, 49 right now. Go get him. Hey, three teams in. We have our, our first agreement. He is also did it. my buy. We, we did it, buddy. Uh, and basically everything that you just said, uh, I do they, – they are in – you mentioned the cap. They are in trouble next year, I think, as of right now. And I, I know the cap can you know can be manipulated and everything else. Uh, but as of right now, looking at 2022, they are over next year's cap by more than $20 million. Well, it's not like $50 million like the Eagles were, so, I mean, they're fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're still going to have something to, to do there. They are going to have to move some people around, do what they got to do. Now, either way, like you said, either – Gallup should be in a better situation. He could stay in Dallas if Dallas opts to move on from Amari Cooper instead. He only carries a $6 million cap hit. But either way, he should be uh, in, in a much better situation in terms of target volume. And, you know, we, we saw two years yes. ago, whenever it was him and Cooper, uh, he put up 1,100 yards, I think six touchdowns on, on the season. So talented guy. I liked him coming out as a rookie. And I think, uh, like you said, looking at it from the long lens next year, uh, that that is uh, that is my buy as well. I like that call, obviously. All right. We're going to go Giants next. Uh, Code, I'm going to let you lead this one off because things are going to get spicy over here. So go ahead. Oh, boy. I This is one of those teams that I was just like, uh, uh, like uh, I mean, Barkley seems like he could present – a buying opportunity now with you know the the news coming out of you know maybe he's not ready for the beginning of the season it was more than just the acl injury but like are you going to be willing to pay the price it's going to take to get barkley with that injury concern the offense i'm not all that uh intrigued by like it's kind of just a, a gross overall situation who do you really sell in that in that offense my buy is going to be Sterling Shepard, just kind of by default. Like he seems like a forgotten man. I think he's a really solid slot guy. 
I know he has like some of the, you know, head, shoulder, migraine, neck issues, whatever he has going on. He always kind of seems like he misses a handful of games each year, but obviously that is baked into his price. So I think if you want to go out and kind of get a cheap, you know, kind of like your, you know, a flex option, maybe like a bye week filler kind of guy, because I do believe in his talent as well. Um, but like I said, no, this this was a team where I didn't feel super strongly about any of my calls. So I will go to a cheap option here and someone that I still do like, and that is Sterling Shepard. You know, I really didn't feel great about any of the options either, which led me down the road of, you know what, when you wind up having really valuable assets, sometimes it's time to sell them. And Saquon Barkley is the RB3 right now, and I'm selling him. I'm all about it. You have his band of crazy people who just – he could murder Jonathan Taylor and people would just be like, well, you know, Jonathan Taylor shouldn't have been standing there. He's my RB2 now. I mean, fuck him. So it's perfectly fine. I don't understand what the problem is. So Saquon Barkley, yeah, I'm going to sell him. Give me a running back from that Akers, Swift, Gibson, Najee Harris, Dobbins group along with a little bit more – uh, you know, which is what he's going to cost. And, you know, I'm going to grab that. You might be able to sell Saquon for Jonathan Taylor straight up. I'm going to grab that. He is the definition of a sell high for me. He's been good when he's been on the field, but how much can we actually count on him? I'm not really sure. I believe he's only 24, but the injuries that he's had, the offense that he's currently in, the contract that he's going to demand it's going to get interesting really soon for Saquon Barkley, and I'm not about that headache. Give me one of those other guys I just mentioned from that draft class in 2020, plus a little bit more, and I'm all about it. Yeah, he just seems like right now he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be hard to move either way. So, yeah, I mean, when did that when did that move come out? Was that or that news come out today? What's that? I saw I saw something about Matthew Berry saying. He was getting worried about Saquon Barkley today, which whenever Matthew Barry says anything like, so I had my sell list like done yesterday and then Matthew Barry comes out with something. I was like, well, I guess I'm not fucking selling Saquon Barkley. I don't know anywhere. Cause Matthew Barry says he's getting worried about Saquon Barkley. So all of a sudden the value <laughs> goes down a little bit, but yeah, that's. I just think it's a, I, I think what's happening is we haven't gotten like, the positive news yet like there hasn't necessarily been anything negative he's still rehabbing uh but he's like cutting he's running at full speed but he's still doing he's still doing the rehab uh so i think it's just a case of like i I think i saw something maybe it was like the rich eisen show they asked him like hey you gonna be ready like how do you feel and it was kind of one of those answers where like he didn't really seem sure of himself he like he i think he literally finished it with like yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a betting man, or you know, if if you are a betting person, you should always be betting on yourself. So, yeah, why not? You you should take me at the at the beginning of your draft. Like, why it's, not? It's, it was it's just not the old Adrian Peterson. I know I tore my ACL three months ago, and the draft started the, the the you know in nine months out, I'll be going. But yeah, you should draft me. He didn't have that approach. He had the hedge life, so to speak. That was the Amen. vibe. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So I, I think that's what it is. We we haven't had that, you know, yes, 100% going to be ready to go. I, I think that's where some of the hesitancy is coming from. And like you said, if, if you're drafting him, whether it's redraft, dynasty, you're going to have to take him and, you know, those, those top handful of picks. And that is uh, that is 
not necessarily something you're going to feel great about at this point. So let's go ahead and move on before I cry into my coffee here. Let's go to let's move, move on. on. To, let's move on to a team that we also don't feel great about. Speaking of that, Chicago Bears. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to jump in here. We have. Uh, I'm going to continue the Penn State theme, and I'm going to say bye, Allen Robinson. Listen, he's, what, 27, 28 years old right now. This dude does nothing but produce, and he still doesn't get the the, the respect that I think that he deserves. He, like, he is – you know, we, we talked about Terry McLaurin a little bit earlier and kind of being on that similar path. This dude has produced, like, d- despite the absolute trash-ass, garbage-ass, just dumpster fire situation of quarterbacks that he's had, and let's not let's not even talk about Justin Fields yet. Andy Dalton is 100% without a doubt going to be the best quarterback he's ever played with. Like if Matt Nagy it is, it is super gross. But if I Matt know. if Matt Nagy is going to do Matt Nagy things and he's actually going to not play Justin Fields right away, it's still signs pointing up with Andy Dalton and, and Al Robinson. So I think it obviously if you are uh you know, if you're not a contender, if you're rebuilding, probably doesn't make sense to buy him. But if you can get him on the cheap, even as a rebuilder, and like you were talking about Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin flip him in the, in the middle of the season when he's actually putting up numbers and people are like, oh, yeah, that's right. Shit, I do this every year. I always forget about Allen Robinson, but he's pretty damn good. A-Rob <laughs> is, is, a, is a buy for me. Uh, he's wide receiver 14 right now, which I was surprised that it was actually that high. But I don't think in trade you're going to have to pay the same price that you would in a, in a startup. So give me all the eight, Rob. Yeah, I, and, and also we're talking Andy Dalton who gave A.J. Green 164 targets and yes. 178 targets where he just locks on to his wide receiver one and says, oh, can you make me look okay, please? Thank you very much. And you know what? They normally do. Uh, yeah. Because they're studs, so I'm with you 100 with uh, with Allen Robinson there. My buy is going to be Allen Robinson's wide receiver two partner there, Darnell Mooney, who is wide receiver 53, basically free. You know what I mean? And he's got a lot of upside, especially in best ball. If you can go get Darnell Mooney in a best ball format, I think that's really good. Uh, Fields can sling it, like we talked about with uh, you know Andy Dalton. You know, he's not a horrible quarterback, and Allen Robinson is going to demand a lot of attention. And if they keep running the ball, then they're not going to be able to just play too deep. And, you know, Moody's going to wind up breaking some off. So he's worth a dart throw. Um, You can try and get him as a throw-in in some trades here. So that's another aspect to it. He's not that – people don't love him. You know what I mean? Speaking of nothing anybody loves, let's talk about the Lions. These segues, buddy. These these segues are just absolutely, absolutely on point. You guys are pros over here at the TFA (laughs) Dino Show. Uh, I I will. Hey, there is somebody that I I am excited about. The situation is not great. It's someone who, if you've been paying attention to anything I've been putting out on Twitter or the other TFA shows, you will not be surprised in the least to hear. And that is Amonra St. Brown, uh, rookie coming in from USC. Listen, there's nothing else around there. The other wide receivers they brought in with Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perriman. I think both those guys are on one-year deals. Even even with this year, I still think that he's going to lead this wide receiver group 
in targets. And then next year, that'll, that'll be open for him as well. But somebody who's going to be playing out of the slot, he did start going a little bit higher than I expected in rookie drafts. But I think that just speaks to this class being kind of gross and him just kind of getting pushed up by, by default. But in June's startup ADP, this dude is going as wide receiver 64 with an ADP of 173. So super cheap. Another guy, you know, you were just talking about getting someone put in as a, as a throw-in piece. He could definitely fit that bill because you're right. Like no one is looking at this offense outside of DeAndre Swift and saying like, oh, hell yeah, I'm super excited. TJ Hawkinson maybe a little bit, but Jared Goff is just, you know, that – the, the lines were looking gross to begin with. And then it's like, you just brought in like another pile of puke and just threw it on top of like the pile of puke that was like drying up on the sidewalk. And that's what we have here with, with Detroit. But uh, Amonra St. Brown could be that, that nice little washcloth to come around and start to clean up some of this yak. <laughs> it's crackhead alley up in Detroit. <laughs> oh, gross. So... Amon Ra was mine as well, um, but I also looked into Brashad Perryman just because he's a wide receiver 80 and he's free. And if Jared Goff doesn't trust a rookie wide receiver, it's got to be somebody. And maybe Brashad Perryman, I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, Amon Ra is the wide receiver 60 coming off the board in startups, by the way. And they're both going to have decent volume because they're going to be losing so much. So that's another thing to ask back. Like, if you look back in the day, Cecil Shorts from the Jags was a good fantasy wide receiver because of the volume he got in garbage time. What's that? You have four points going into the fourth quarter. That's right, 19 points for you. Sorry, good job. You just got a bunch of garbage. But no, Monroe, that's our second one. Um, I just got him in Scott Fishbowl in the 17th round. So, you know, that's that's an upside play there. I think I also just drafted him. Um, can't remember what uh, what round we're in, but we're like 15, 16, 17, something like that, too. Okay. So how about that? Look at the tw- right. twinning. 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 All right. Speaking of twinning, let's go Kirk. Let's go Kirk Cousins with the Vikings. Are you doing him too? There was there was a better segue here with with the twinning. You could have went like All right, go. the All right, Minis- let's- Minnesota Twins. Could have brought brought in the Minnesota thing. Anyway, no, I'm not going with Kirk Cousins. Uh, I'm actually going to sell Dalvin Cook. Don't do it. Oh, I went Saquon. You go Dalvin. Let's go. Talk hey, about it. Kind of, kind of the, the, the same thing that you were talking about with, with Saquon. Uh, and so we were talking about June's ADP. Ryan McDowell did put out a tweet a, you know, a few days ago, I think, that had the first round of July ADP with one quarterback leagues. And Dalvin is up to the second overall player coming off the boards in startup drafts. Now I get it, only 25 years old, everything else, but he is just someone who I think we are going to be constantly worried about with the injuries. I, I don't I don't believe in the injury prone thing, but he does have a mounting injury history. Mike Zimmer and the Vikings paid him, and then after paying him, just said, like, you know what? We actually don't give a shit about your injury history, and we're just going to ride you into the ground, bud. I'm sorry. Like, you are just going <laughs> to 
we're, we'll bandage you up. You know, we'll, we'll give it's you the off season to, to try and recover, but we are just going to run you into the goddamn ground because I'm an 80 year old dinosaur and I don't know what the hell I'm doing anymore. He, he's, he's Joe Biden up there for, for the minister. He, he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> he's just going out there and doing what he's told. Like he's always done. But Dalvin Cook, I think if you can sell him at he's like there's no way that obviously the the second overall dynasty asset right now, according to July ADP, there's really no room for him to go up. He's not gonna be RB one next year. He's probably not gonna be RB one at any point of this season. So if you can sell him at his height, I am all about it. Like how how dare you saying that he can't be the RB one? Like that's just egregious. I mean, he, he uh, could. Uh, are you going to – if you were doing a dynasty startup, there is 0% chance you take Dalvin oh. Sharp at, at, no, at, but I'm at saying the he one can overall. Be, he can be the RB1. He can year. produce as the RB1. I'm saying yeah. like in terms of startup cost, he's not going to hit RB1. No, just because he's – you know, people are going to be ageists and they're going to say Jonathan Taylor is the RB1. That's just what's going to happen. Right. But anyway, the, uh, moving on, we yes. can talk about Dalvin Cook for about six hours. Uh, my buy is going to be Kirk Cousins, mainly because he's the QB 23 in ADP. QB huh. 11 last year in scoring. Production's going to obviously outmatch his value, um, especially for this year. When you get veterans like that, you have to be a contender when you're going to go buy them because they're just really valuable to your team. Uh, if you are a contender and you own Kirk Cousins, you're probably never going to trade him just because his value is never going to be up there and your production is going to lack if you trade him. Uh, he's got two more years on a contract. He's got stud weapons around him. He's a great QB two if you're a contender, especially in a super flex league. So that's where I'm going to go get him. If you're in a one QB league and you're going to wait and try and get a starter, Kirk Cousins is always a safe bet. Um, so that's that's going to be my buy there. It's not sexy, by the way. I, I know it's not. Sorry, it's not Dalvin Cook. Speaking right. of sexy, Aaron Rodgers for the Packers. Oh, yeah, Segway mustache. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm an idiot. He has a great mustache when he when he acts like an idiot. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say we're going to buy Aaron Rodgers. He's QB 12, was the MVP last year, uh, finishes the QB 3. Again, I talked about it earlier. Jalen Hurts is the QB 11. If you can trade Jalen Hurts for Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers retires and hosts Jeopardy, you still made a good trade, okay? That's it. That's all I'm saying about it. Um, I just <laughs> – you're never going to get Aaron Rodgers lower at this point. So why not? Go get him. Yeah, I, I can see that, especially if you can capitalize on the uncertainty that's floating around him right now. Um, this is another team I kind of struggled a little bit with because of that uncertainty with Aaron Rodgers. But what here's where kind of I am leaning, and I guess I'm just going to keep bringing this fire. Uh, if we get the positive, I don't think you can necessarily do it right now because of the Rodgers situation. But if we like the second we get like a, a Schefter tweet incoming that's like, hey, Aaron Rodgers, you know, his agents have reached out to. Green Bay seems like he wants to make men's it, the, even the, the whiff, even the scent of something mm-hmm. positive with, with Aaron Rodgers going to Green Bay. I'm selling Devonte Adams. Yeah. So I'm coming. 
Yeah, I mean, like, what what am I what am I going to say? Sell sell Alan Lazard? Like, that's that's not it's not going to get it done. But Devontae Adams, like, twenty eight years old, coming off he had what 16, 17 touchdowns last year. I, I just think again, if if you first of all, if, if you're not a contender, I'm selling Devontae Adams. If you are a contender, like someone you talked about with uh, with Barkley, kind of just going down like a tier, getting someone else who is younger just as productive or it's close, you know, at least close in that productivity and then getting something added on top, you know, a future pick or another, you know, another piece to help you in your, in your playoff run. I think that is something that is, that is very doable. Like I said, coming off the year that he had, but we, we have seen this play out with somebody like Julio Jones, where Julio has been crushing the past, you know, three, four five years going into last year. And his trade value just keeps going down and down and down, no right. matter how well he was doing. And I think that's the point we're going to start getting with Devontae Adams right now. Wide receiver six, I think that's because of some of that uh, some of that uncertainty. I feel like, you know, August rolls around and Rodgers is playing. I think we're going to see him jump back up. But as of right now, wide receiver six going at the end of the second round in June's Superflex ADP. He's someone who, like I said, due to the age, due to the season he just had, it's going to be very hard to repeat, even with Rodgers. I mean, the, the season he had last year was ridiculous. For him to repeat something like that again, what, what was it, 45 touchdowns and like six picks or 40 and yeah. five, something like that. He just had an absolutely ridiculous season. And if he's not there, like that, that's, that's going to be a big hit to Adam's value. So he is a sell if you're looking at, you know, if, if you're into selling stuff and getting a lot in return, that's a place you could look. <laughs> yeah, and one other thing with uh, Devonte Adams, he was the wide receiver one in May, I believe. Like before all the Rogers news came out, he was the wide receiver one in Dynasty. So people still weren't really that concerned with his age. He hasn't looked like he slowed down. No, uh, if Rogers misses time, he's still going to get a shit ton of targets from that next quarterback up. Right. So that's something else you have to consider. So. Um, he can be a sell for you, but I'm still wanting a shit ton back in return. So, uh, yeah. So we're going to move on to the NFC South here. We're going to start with New Orleans. I'll I'll just kick it off to get it out of the way. Again, it's another situation where I didn't, like, really feel great about anything. I guess I will go the trendy route. I want to be trendy here. I'm going to go Adam Troutman. And, by the way, uh, if if you're listening to this and you're on TikTok – I just went back and forth with uh, with another fantasy TikTok, uh, another fantasy content TikTok kind of place. So head over there and follow us on TikTok. We're putting you content out over there as body. well. Don't be suspicious. Don't be mm-hmm. suspicious. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 love, I love TikTok so much. Anyway, uh, yes, follow us there. But I just did a, I, I did a whole spiel <laughs> on Adam Troutman. But basically the, the point of this is, young guy coming from a small school. They literally got rid of all of their other tight ends. Last year they traded, they traded up in the third round and they gave away all of their picks that they had remaining in 2020. It was like four picks. I think literally just gave them all. I think it was to the Vikings, just gave them all to the Vikings and said, let us trade up. They grabbed Adam Troutman last year, only 16 targets or something like that. But 
I mean, Drew Brees out of the picture, I think the pass attempts start to trend back up. They've been going down over the last three years because with, you know, trying to manage those reps for Drew Brees and not having his arm fall off on the field. But Troutman, I think, is someone who is very interesting, and I would want to be getting ahead of that train in terms of, you know, once he starts producing, I think obviously his price is going to go up and everything like that. So Troutman as the trendy buy. You know, he is a buy for me as well if my buy is the starting quarterback, Jameis Winston, right now. If Taysom Hill is the quarterback, then that's going to be rough, no matter what. Yes. yes. Uh, So Jameis Winston is a QB 28 right now. I think he's going to be the starter. I think his upside is crazy high, especially where you can get him in drafts. He needs the biggest starter, right? Like Yes, he has to be. Like, so – Sean Payton did nothing, nothing. And he could have done something to get a quarterback this offseason. And he just, he's felt very comfortable with Jameis Winston. I mean, you saw like stuff in the playoffs when Drew Brees is leaning over to Jameis Winston saying, it's your time now. It's your time. I mean, it's, I think sitting behind Brees has helped him grow up a lot. We know Sean Payton can't really want to run a full, Taysom Hill offense, right? I like I I, I don't think so. I, he's still going to be involved. You're still yeah. going to have him go in and vulture some shit in the red zone and you know come in for his bullshit snaps, whatever he's going to do. But they have to want a more traditional offense, and Jameis Winston can give that to him. If he starts throwing a bunch of picks, then it is what it is. But I think right. throwing or sitting behind Drew Brees, which is he's historically one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time. Uh, just helped him learn how to – if you're in that quarterback room, you can't get dumber, especially with Jameis Winston. Like, they had to have gone over, like, hey, Jameis, did you see what you did here? Ooh, You know what I mean? Like, it, they Don't had to that. have done that together. Like, do you see what I did here where I threw it to the guy in the same uniform? That's what you're and supposed to do. He was wide By open. the way. Great job having 5,000 yards. I did that too, but don't have 75 interceptions. That's bad. So, yeah. So, speaking of not bad, let's go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I guess I'll go. My buy is going to be Chris Godwin. Um, He was the wide receiver 15 last year. It looked like he struggled if you didn't really pay attention uh, to get in sync with with Tom Brady last year uh, after his injuries hit, I should say. But – he still finished 15th overall in average points per game. Uh, the lack of consistency left a bad taste in a lot of owners' like mouths. So he's got that buying window. I don't know if it's necessarily closed already just because the season's coming. And if you really liked Chris Godwin coming out of Penn State, then you're not going to trade him for anything. But he's only 25. He's still got a lot of upside there. And, you know, I, I'm going to go out and I'm going to try and get him wherever I can. But. He's a he's a tough buy because he's still going to cost a lot, um, but it's lower than it would have been coming off of last season. So that's why it's a buy for. I'm going to stay in that wide receiver room. I'm also going to buy, and I'm buying Mr. Mike Evans. You know, those are the those are the two guys I was in between. It's it's actually pretty funny because it's they're good. Yeah, the new news flash. Hey guys, you come here for the breaking news. Uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are hashtag good at football. Bum, 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 but it's, bum, 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 bum. 
With the first pick in the obvious draft. <laughs> but no, it's a lot of the same reasons as Allen Robinson. Like this dude, just like for whatever reason, maybe it's a little bit of the inconsistencies on a week-to-week basis, but Mike Evans just continues to produce year in, year out, seven years in the league, a thousand straight, uh, a thousand straight, seven straight seasons of a thousand or more receiving yards. He just keeps getting it done no matter what. And he's someone who I think can, you know, let's say next year Tom Brady is out of the picture. I'm not necessarily worried about that with Mike Evans. I think he's someone who is, you know, independent of quarterback play. He can put up those numbers. He can ball. But for whatever reason, just does not get the respect that he deserves. Uh, His current ADP, well, I guess not current, but again, going off of June because July is not available yet. Wide receiver, 19. So, like, th- that to me, if you are a contender, you can go out and get you can go out and get somebody like that. That is, uh, that is something I'm going to do every single time. Yeah. No, I, I, li- I like that. If someone doesn't like that, I, they're screaming at you, but it's perfectly fine. Um, something – we're going to move on to Atlanta, and I, I actually don't like this because this is really stupid. And very specific, yeah. but I'm I'm gonna say Kyle Pitts is a sell. <laughs> I thought you were going Calvin Ridley. No, I can't do Calvin Ridley. Okay, I cannot do Calvin Ridley. He made me too much money last year. Hashtag prop talk for life. Kyle Pitts is the tight end three right now. I love him. I love him. I'm only selling him in a very very specific deal that I can get TJ Hawkinson and more in. That's it. That's why he's a sell to me. I'm going to shop him for whoever has Kyle or whoever has TJ Hawkinson, and I'm going to see if I can get him plus a little bit more. That's it. That would be the only thing I, I would do for, for Kyle. I am also going to sell somebody from this offense I, I in another specific instance as well, although the price you are getting in return is not going to be anywhere near the Kyle Pitts sweepstakes. But I'm going to be selling Mike Davis. Now, I'm only doing this if you are not a contender. I do think he has value if you are a contender and you need that solid RB2 spot. I do really like him for redraft for 2021 purposes. But for Dynasty, if you have him, unless you have deep, you know, deep bench spots or something like that, you picked him up off of waivers, you're playing with house money. We all thought that Atlanta, especially with bringing over Arthur Smith, was going to be going out and getting another running back. We thought there's no there's no chance that they just ride Mike Davis. Well, guess what? That's what they're doing. So because he's going to be getting the volume, they didn't bring anything in that's going to worry me. Like a 170-pound Javion Hawkins is not worrying me. There's nobody else in that offense. So I think if you can sell Mike Davis, if you are not a contender, it makes too much sense. Go go look at who you think is going to be uh, a, a contending team in your leagues, and if you have him, dangle him out as, as trade bait because he, he survived 2021 as the lead guy. If he does it again, that is it's going to be super surprising. I, I don't see that happening. I think they do address the running back spot next year. So if you can sell him while his value – I mean, you're looking at 20, what, 28, 29-year-old running back – He's uh, he's someone who you should be looking to sell if you are not a contender. 
Yeah, so I sold him right after he signed with Atlanta, and I got a second round pick this year, which turned out to be like the 16 pick. And, uh, you know, that was pre-draft. And I was like, what an idiot. And then all the landing spots come down. I'm like, fuck me. (laughs) It wound up being Justin Fields. But, again, it's single QB. So it's still not like it's good, but I have no idea. Um, Speaking of no idea, I'm going to buy Sam Darnold from the Panthers. Did we did we twin again? Did it happen? We 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 tw- we twin it up, twin it up. All man. right, Sam Darnold. If you watched uh, Robbie and I's buy sell video, Sam Darnold was my one of my buys, and he is currently QB twenty six. Elite weaponry he's never had. Not even in the top twenty four right now. He's all upside. Doesn't cost a lot. I'm taking a shot here that Joe Brady can basically unfuck Sam Darnold. Uh, you know, and those weapons out there can get him a lot of yak. So I'm not going to talk too much because Cody probably has something to add. I don't know, maybe. No, no. I mean, it's it's all upside, like you said at the at the yeah. price that he's sitting at. If you need a QB two in superflex leagues, I think he is the perfect target. And I actually, I maybe it is it is not the right call, but I believe that he could be the guy in Carolina for, you know, the, ne- the next couple of years. Um, they picked up his fifth-year option already. They had the chance to take somebody, like you just mentioned, in Justin Fields. They chose to go cornerback instead with J.C. Horn. So I, I think that it, as long as he doesn't completely shit the bed, um, I, I see I see Darnold being being there for at least a handful more years. And, you know, like you said, the, the price isn't going to be anything that's going to – Let's just say that if you go out and you buy Sam Darnold, it's not going to be a price that like sets your dynasty teams back the next two or you know two to three years if he if he falters. So it's really a, a win-win here. Either you pay a, a, a small price, he doesn't work out, you move on, or you pay a small price and he is the guy for the next couple of years. Either way, uh, Darnold is a guy who I am buying in that offense. So. We have four more teams to get through. Let's let's uh, wrap this up with our last division here. Uh, kick things off with San Fran. This is a, a team that I, I also struggled with in terms of finding someone I felt strong about. So I will give you the floor first, Tom, and maybe you will uh, you will you will inspire me. You will spark some inspiration. Who do you got? So I have a box of tissues right here. Are these? And we should give. We should give are, this to are, Robbie. Are these happy tissues or sad tissues? <laughs> They're going to be – I can go a lot of directions with that, but uh, that's disgusting. They're going to be happy tissues for Robbie because you know what? I'm going to say Trey Sermon is a buy for me. I know, right? He's RB25. Robbie, weep your tears of joy. He can be the RB1 in that offense. That's going to gravitate the ground early on, especially if it's Trey Lance. Um if we see those RPOs early and often, his productions or his value is only going to go up. If you think it's a flash, you can sell him early on. You know, Mostert's there, but guess what? He's only on a contract for this year, and I think we're, Mostert is well, – what? how old is he? 46, right? I think he's 46 years old. Uh, he just turned 43. All right, 40, he turned 44 now. So his time goes by a little bit faster, and then it like rewinds. But he's really fast. I'll give him that. But – that's what I'm going to Trey Sermon. You know what I mean? If, if you have listened to this show, I don't have to say too much about Trey Sermon because Robbie has basically said it all. He goes to his Christmas parties, drinks his eggnog. You know what? Trey Sermon, you're my buy. 
feel like eggnog might be code for something else, but we are going to uh, skip right past that. My, I'm, I'm going to be buying <laughs> the happy tissues. <laughs> I, I'm also going to be buying somebody from this offense, and I'm going to be buying your guy, Brandon Ayak, out here for Sam Fran. Uh, I admit I was a little bit lower on him coming in as a rookie. He's still only sitting at wide receiver 21 and June's ADP in the in the startup ADP. Now, I do think that he is kind of becoming a trendy buy and a little bit more on the expensive side. So if you can get a deal done now, I would be doing that because especially if we get closer to training camp and then the, all the talk starts to heat up with Trey Lance and how good he looks and hitting Ayuk on deep balls. Ayuk was super impressive last year. He had that stretch of games where it was – well, like 80 yards and or a score for like five straight weeks or something like yeah. that. And he, that was he, with, he won. He won the prop talk show some money. I, I will say. Brandon, you won some yeah, he, dude, he, he just out, he absolutely bought out. Like I said, he surprised me. I was a little bit lower on him. I didn't know how that was going to work out. He was one of those rookies that I was like, I was torn between. Like I, I could see some of the upside, but I wasn't sold on him. He, he sold me after his rookie year and especially getting somebody like Trey Lance coming in. I think it's just going to open up that offense even further. I, he can win at every level of the field. There's talk about him becoming more of a deep threat uh, th- this year and being used more down the field. So Brandon Ayuk is going to be the buy here for me for San Fran. Rams. Real quick, though, for Brandon Ayuk, he's like a specific buy as well for me because if you own Ayuk, then you're likely – you've been all in on him. So – He's got to be one of those point. guys where you downgrade somebody else and you get a little bit more extra for him. Uh, otherwise, he's going to cost a lot of future assets because, listen, if you if you were in on him early, you love him. Uh, and he only did more to prove that, especially with that stretch. So if you can downgrade slightly like I talked about, if you can do like uh, – who did I talk about earlier? Terry McLaurin plus something. If you can do DJ Moore for you might be able to do DJ Moore straight up for him. Their ADPs are similar. Um, just throw a bunch of stuff out there if you're going to get them. Uh, my buy for the Rams is going to be Cooper Cup. So he was the wide receiver for 31 last year. He was top five two seasons ago. I think he was the wide receiver four. He can get back there based on the volume and you know more efficiency being that Jared Goff's not there. Who's there? Matt Stafford? Is he good? He is. Okay, all right. He is good. So he's 28, probably have four, three, four seasons with at least wide receiver two production there. So he's not like sexy. It's if you own Cooper Cup, you're just like, all right, you're going to plug and play. Uh, so that that's a good bottom, you know, wide receiver two, three option to have there. So I'm just going to go safe and he's got upside. Nothing sexy on that front. Maybe you should plug your ears. I don't want to do this. Woo. Sell Cam Akers. I, I just, I just, I needed to, to pause there for a little bit of dramatic effect. I also wanted to make sure that Tom's head didn't explode. Listen, we we both love this player. I love Cam Akers. I, I think he's going to, you know, he's going to be a very productive back. All that stuff. The reason why I'm saying to sell Cam Akers. I referenced the tweet from Ryan McDowell a little bit earlier that gave the first round of July ADP for the startups. 
he moved up to the 108 <laughs> already. He he had he had a nice stretch at the end of the season. I, I get it, things are looking better for him. Matt Stafford coming in, all that stuff. But this kind of feels like a, a ceiling for him. You know, like there, there's obviously a 108. There's not too much more room for his value to go up. Him and DeAndre Swift, I haven't fully understood like all of the just absolute love coming in on these guys to shoot them this high. Again, if you can downgrade, you know, drop down a, a tier, drop down slightly to some other guys, you know, like like Nick Chubb is going after him. You might not be able to get much more on top, but Nick Chubb, I think I'd rather have than Akers, to be completely honest. You know, unless unless Akers goes out and he gets prime Todd Gurley target volume. When Gurley was just getting, you know, what was 80 targets every, you know, over those two, three years where he was just absolutely dominant. That's the only way I really see Akers shooting up. So if you're able to, you know, like we've talked about a couple of times now when you're selling these higher level guys, if you can bump down to like a Clyde Edwards Elair or a Antonio Gibson, someone who's around that same age range, who you can get, you know, probably similar production for, but get something else on top. That is what I'm going to do. I, I, I love Akers, love him for 2021 and beyond, love him for Dynasty, everything else. But 108, that 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 is a that is a steep price. So, like I said, if you're able to get someone who's going to be close to his level of production and you can get something on top, I think that's something you at least have to consider. I do remember who shared that tweet with you and then said, Love Cam Akers, a little spicy. That would be me, yeah, because just, it is the one the the eighth spot. I went, oh, 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 oh. yeah. Just you know, you you giggle because you're like, ha, 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 ha. I was right. Oh, was I? Oh, that's that's a little high. But um, you say downgrade. You know what? I say upgrade. If you can like approach the Jonathan Taylor owner and only put a little sprinkle a little bit of magic dust on top. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean. Why not? Yeah. It, it. Who knows? If you really feel like he's not going to get the volume and the line's not there, and Jonathan Taylor is going to be that much better, then why not? That that's the route I might go, as opposed to downgrading. Um, your other options are like, like Ant Antonio Gibson there, like any other running back in that class outside of Swift. Um, Najee, you should be able to get a little bit more with Najee. So it's tough, but yeah, um, let's move on. We got two teams left. We're going to go Seattle, and my sell is going to be Chris Carson, RB23. And I want him to be a buy, but you know what? He's a buy or a sell, which makes him perfect to trade, right? So he'll give you that production this year if you buy him, but he's 26 already, so which is the new 28 in running backs. So I think he's a sell just because you probably have that one guy in the league that makes posters of like ripped players in August and July. We're like, holy shit, dude, this guy looks like the predator and the wonder woman had a baby. Holy shit. Go find that guy and sell him to him. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, like you said, he, he could be a buy as well. I could, I could also see targeting him as a buy. Um, if, if you are, you know, like we talked about the Mike Davis sell earlier, if you need that RB two, and you know, it's if you're in a league where you have to start two running backs, go out and get somebody like that. And, you know, obviously Chris Carson was a little disappointing last year, but yeah, he's uh, he, 
I mean, I hope he doesn't become this year's like you know, how James Conner was last year when people were like tweeting out yeah. that picture of him with like he's doing like the uh, the flared up back and everyone's like he's gonna stay healthy this year. Look at James <laughs> Conner, he's an athlete. <laughs> he, he's an athlete and he has muscles, guys. Look at this. Like like his his voice automatically changed to like fucking Megatron. You're like holy shit, he's a transformer now. That's yeah. awesome. He anywhere he walks, he's got intro music with glass breaking. I guess every time he gets out of his car, it's the the uh, the Stone Cold intro music. <laughs> Pretty much walks into a nursing home and kicks a nurse. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Hey, it's it's okay. He's he's ripped. That's um, Chris Carson. He's he's huge. It's great. Yeah. Dude, this is another team where like I I struggled, and it's because of. Pete goddamn Carroll. Like, we need to put Pete Carroll. Talk talk about nursing homes. Let's put Pete Carroll and Mike Zimmer into a nursing home and just let's never, never see them again. (laughs) That's that's what I want. Listen, let's just, let's buy gum and wool hats and we'll lure them there. And rosy cheeks. Um, (laughs) They both got them. Here, and mittens. We'll get some mittens and some Centrum vitamins, and they'll be there. If you can make Metamucil flavored gum, <laughs> we're we're there, man. All right. So for for, for there's some for, fiber. First, 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 go shit your pants. For Seattle, I was like, I was thinking, like, all right, maybe Russell Wilson. I, I bet he's a buy. Pulled up his ADP. He's QB eight going at the yeah. end of the first. Like I, can't, I can't buy Russell Wilson at that price as much as I love him. I like DK Metcalf. I want to buy him, but what happens next year if Pete Carroll stays and uh, and Russ Wilson goes? Like, like that could just become a, a gross, uh, a gross situation. So this is just a very long winded way for me to say that like, I don't have anything. I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm, I'm going to put up the white flag on this one. All right. It, it took fine. this long. And I, I, I don't have like, there's just nothing I feel great about. I think if, if you are a contending team, I think uh, Chris Carson could make some sense, but outside of that, there was, just, there wasn't anyone on this team. I felt like super strongly about like, I wanted to be DK Metcalf, especially now since he's sliding a little bit. But I mean, like, if Pete Carroll has his way, man. So one buy uh, could be Tyler Lockett, who I believe is wide receiver thirty-one right now, which is really low. If you're in a best ball, I think that's the most obvious place where you want to own Tyler Lockett. Otherwise, you're going to get, you know, really good weeks, really shitty weeks. We're going to go to the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm sorry, I'm selling Chase Edmonds. I don't think you have to apologize for that. All right. He's RB28. I don't think he's going to be the guy there, especially long-term, uh, even if he plays well this year. I mean, James Conner can still see some touches. We know he can receive. It's going to limit Edmonds' upside. I think Edmonds is going to be at his best in a committee-type role. So if we see a 50-50 split, you might see efficiency out of the backfield, but you're not going to know necessarily who to start. Um that being said, there's a lot of people out there that are bullish on Chase Edmonds. So that's why I would be selling him there uh, because I'm just kind of like, meh, you know what I mean? If I have Chase Edmonds, 
Sure, I'll start him, but he better not be like my RB2. He's got to be an RB3 like flex. Uh, so if somebody thinks he's like a top 24 running back, then find that guy. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Uh, my buy in this offense is going to be none other than Rondell Moore. The 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 fact that this guy has started to slide because he's only five – like we, we all love this guy. He was one of the most explosive college players we've seen in recent memory completely came uh you know came out as a freshman and just absolutely crushed he's he's dynamic you can use him in a lot of different ways even though Purdue didn't necessarily do that I think that speaks more to Purdue than what Rondell Moore can actually do everyone's all hyped up about him like oh man he's such a good athlete look at what he did in high school and at the opening and all these you know high school combines and then he comes in he uh, he's measuring at five seven, and all of a sudden, everyone's like, "Oh, oh he, he, there's no way he can be good at football. He's only five seven. So I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm out on. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. So then everyone started talking about, like, well, you know, he's going to be landing spot dependent, and then he goes to Arizona and and ends up with someone who you know has had a lot of uh, success at at the college ranks using guys like this in this manner. And for whatever reason, people are still like, yeah, you know what? I, I'm still out. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw or not, but he's only 5'7". So <laughs> I'm not like – I know we said we wanted a good landing spot and we got a good landing spot, but, man, did you know that he's only 5'7"? Like, I, like it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. He's going off the of boards right now, ADP of 121. He's wide receiver 47 in June's ADP. I just think that, you know, especially with – the news coming out that Kyler might want to be taking back some of his running attempts. You use Rondell Moore on jet sweeps, on end arounds. You get him, you know, quick passes in the in the screen game and just get the ball in his hands and let him do his thing. Rondell Moore is someone who I am super interested in, and I know that I'm just not going to have an, enough uh, exposure to. And I think even if he comes out and balls out this year. I don't see his price really jumping up dramatically anyway. Like, I think he's always going to have this, like, uh, he's only 5'7". I don't want him on my team. Like, I think he's going to be carrying around that that stench with him for for a while. And, you know, having somebody like DeAndre Hopkins on the other side to take away some of that attention, I just I, – I, I think there are going to be big things coming for Rondell Moore, even as a rookie in 2021. So it's funny, everybody's shitting on Rondale Moore. So you're like, all right, Christian Kirk, his value's got to be going up, right? Wrong, Colonel Sanders. Christian Kirk's value has plummeted to the earth, like the core of the earth. And somehow it's because Rondale, who no one likes. How is that even possible? They're going to cannibalize? No, they're not going to cannibalize each other. They're different players. It's just stupidity. Like, I get it. Rondale's going to have like two touchdowns from like, jet sweeps or shuffle passes or whatever because you're going to get into the red zone and that's some shit you're going to do because your running backs are going to falter this year because it's Chase Edmonds and James Conner. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. And, like, using using him on, like, option passes and, you know, oh, doing yeah. things like that where – Quick you know screens. I mean? Yeah. Just he's, – he's done – if that kid stays healthy, then that's – you don't need anything else. You and he went to the perfect spot. Yes. As far and, as like, okay, look, it's a college coach who knows how to scheme 
to get touches to a dynamic player. Oh, how do we know that? He he's done that shit. So yeah, you need know, more. Man, Rondell Moore is going to be landing listen, spot dependent. Listen, you need more exposure to Rondell Moore. Cody needs to expose himself to Rondell Moore. That is what it is, right? If if that's what I have to do to get people to recognize that Rondell Moore is a buy, <laughs> I, I I'll do it. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. Just don't be too close to a school. Whatever you do. Well, he's still small. People might think he is in school. <laughs> What's so small? This is how you end the show, by the way. <laughs> everything. Every, everything is tiny. Um, uh, <laughs> it's all proportionate. <laughs> there is no segue for that. Tom, nope. I, I'm, I'm thankful that you guys let me invite myself onto the show this is a lot of fun i'm glad to get back into some of the dynasty talk been grinding away at this redraft content for the past couple of weeks so it's, it's always good to, to get back to my true love and that is dynasty so thank you for uh for allowing me to invite myself on here and uh take the place of of robbie your your true love of course buddy and listen i have two true loves it can happen i will move to utah and be a mormon it's fine uh, you're both my loves. You're my prop, prop talk boo. Robbie's my dino boo. It's okay. When when things come together and you're both in the same room, I just, I'm smitten. So we got to get you back on. We're going to be doing uh, team previews, uh, going to be going division by division. So we'll have you back on for some of those, get some dynasty talk in for you. So you, you got, you, you know, scratch that little itch. It's small. So we know it's a little, but it's fine. Yeah. You can scratch it. That's but, fine. um, yeah, no, I had a great time tonight, and uh, let's do it again before the season. Once, maybe twice at least, and then uh, we get on to some gambling. We love all you guys. Thank you guys for listening. If you're not yet subscribed on YouTube, head over there, hit that subscribe button. going to have some content coming out that it will not be on the pod feed. And like I mentioned a little bit earlier, we are uh, upping our TikTok game. So if you're on TikTok, and if you're not, you, you just just get on it, it it's so much if you're if you've been hesitant it's it it's fine so that, that's uh, yeah i i was the hesitant person and then the next thing i knew it was like hey where'd that two hours of my life go have you gotten the the alert that's like hey you've been scrolling for a long time maybe you should take a break i've gotten the alert that says hey your legs are probably numb because you're sitting on the <laughs> toilet for two and a half hours you can't feel your feet so when you get up, make sure you're careful. That's the alert that I got. Because you're going to fall advanced. flat on your face. When you stand up at 2 o'clock in the morning, you're just, boop, dead. Well, that's going to do it. That's going to wrap it up. We, we need to end this before it, before it gets too weird, goes on too long. But YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, we are everywhere that you want us to be. Podcast, we appreciate you all. And we'll talk to you all soon. She had not been two weeks from shore when down on her a right whale bore The captain called all hands on shore to take that whale and tow Soon may the man come to bring us guarantee.